Week in Geek, number 22. Recorded live in the middle of all kinds of change. Ooh, we are... When they, when they say change, they mean like there are just piles of dimes and pennies at the White House? I guess that's what it means. You know, we're, we're in the middle of the coin administration. <laughs> so I'm your host, Pat. And I am your anti-host, Craig. Wow. Hey, at least we remembered to, like, introduce... Yes, but before we did introduce, but now following our introduction, we're going to have to start with an apology, because Pat and I ain't so good at math, and we had said that we were going to do Tweaking Geek number 22 is going to be completely listener-driven. Well, we just kind of miscounted, and it's actually going to be like Tweaking Geek number 24. So if you're not hearing your idea for for a show on this episode. It's because we hate you. It's because we ignored it and it was a bad idea. It's because Craig shouldn't be taking this. This is all me. I can't count. I use computers for that. That's right. You you count with using computers. One one bit. Ah ah ah. Two <laughs> two bits. Ah ah ah. Okay, enough of that. I I plus plus. Ooh. Well, very good. So since our last episode, we've once again achieved world peace, and uh, all human beings have uh, taken the serum for immortality. So there's really not much to talk about. Except for everyone who got owned by the Madoff Ponzi scheme chumps. Yeah, you know what? Basically, you suck. <laughs> well, now that we have, now that the world is like basically a utopian paradise, we're all going to have a lot of free time on our hands. So what are you going to do with your time? Well, I was thinking about spending a little time outside. Well, not right the second, because it's like 4,000 below zero. It is actually colder than absolute zero. <laughs> in here. Wow. It's absolute negative five. It's 38 degrees here, which is incredibly cold for Southern California. When it's 38 degrees here, I put food outside so it will cook. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't even know what the temperature is right now. I bet, I would bet you anything that if I were to say the temperature is okay. Now I've now I've spent too much time talking about it's, the weather. It's very cold in Maine. So continuing, it's nine. Wow, that's cold. It is cold. So um, when it's not nine, you you want to be outside, is what you're saying? Yeah, when it's not nine, I'd like to be outside. Uh, back back in my youth, before I became a uh, a workaholic. Uh, software developer, uh, I started hiking. And in Maine, we have we don't have like anything like the Rocky Mountains or Pacific Crest Trail or. Uh, we have the north end uh, of the Appalachian Trail. We do, we do. In, in southern Maine, we have some pretty nice mountains, and in New Hampshire, some very nice mountains and uh, some good trails and everything. So Wait, New Hampshire's in southern Maine. They'll be <laughs> kind of concerned to hear that. We we consider New Hampshire not as much in Southern Maine as protecting Southern Maine from the rest of the country. <laughs> it holds off that wicked Massachusetts. Let's just say if New Hampshire, uh, if New Hampshire was blown up, Maine would float away. <laughs> well, if New Hampshire and Canada was blown up, and there was no bedrock. Yes, and, and if, if New Hampshire and Canada were blown up, and Maine was floating on a big inflatable <laughs> energy. <laughs> It could happen. I'm just saying it could happen. No, but so I, I was thinking about this. And when I first started hiking, which was, you know, 10 or 11 years ago, things were a lot different than they are now because 
in, in terms of technology, if you're a tech person, it used to be, oh, I'm going out to nature to get away from all the technology and the rat race and yada, yada, yada. But now it's kind of interesting because the you can pretty much bring most of your technology with you and have a very, let's say, electronically enhanced time in the outdoors. So basically you can't get away from your technology. It's not as much as you can't, it's you don't have to. Because a lot of times people wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't bring a computer hiking with you because, you know, it's, heavy. it would be heavy. Or you wouldn't bring, you know, uh, I don't even know what else people would bring, would want to, uh, like your coffee maker, I guess. Because, well, that's a bad example because you would bring coffee maker if you like coffee, but but not like but, your Mr. Coffee. So, so there's a bunch of new stuff available that... You know, wasn't when you started hiking. Yeah, well, stuff that's either it's either uh, not it was either not available or it's like kind of transformed. Now, let me let, just kind of preface this stuff with uh, the I'm I'm talking I'm not talking about uh, kind of outdoor stuff. Is in you drive your camp to the campground and sit around the you know the fire and drink beer out of a keg. Not that kind of camping uh, or hiking where you you know walk. To the keg, it, it's not not nothing like that. This is like real kind of like outdoor stuff where you either go on you know overnight hikes where you kind of camp halfway through or you know you hike ten plus miles in one day just to where you're really kind of like mobile. That that's kind of like the preface of this. Where the, what the preface uh, or premise, excuse me, of this is. So uh, all all the time, you know, I've just and. I'm sorry. When you are doing that sort of thing, one of the main considerations is weight. Because when you're old like me, uh, your knees are not what they used to be. So, you know, you don't want to be carrying around a whole bunch of stuff. And, you know, it's very tiring to carry around 60 pounds of crap on your back. Not to mention stinky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. It's like, oh, can't I just bring one more bucket of manure on the hike, please? So... What, so I just was kind of thinking about, you know, what do I have now that I didn't have before? Or what have I upgraded? Or, you know, what could someone possibly do? So I, I was just going to kind of go through some of the things. And, you know, because I know that you're not necessarily, you know, Mr. Outback himself. But uh, I, I think I've been I've been hiking with you and I think that you could appreciate this stuff. Right. And what that means is I rarely go outside unless there's a firearm held to my head. That's right. Unless I want to surf. Exactly. But we're not talking about surfing gadgets. That'll be another show. Uh, that will be another show because I don't know anything about surfing. Because we right, This has been the longest preamble ever. Let's get to the gadgets. All right. Firewood. All right. Thanks for listening to Tweaking Geek. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not, not firewood. Well, I mean, firewood's nice, but... So uh, here's... All right. So one of the first things I was thinking about is GPS, when I first started uh, hiking, I, I had a friend who thought it was so cool to bring his GPS. And the GPS was this big black box with like a huge LCD display that would tell you your latitude, longitude, and elevation. That's it. It didn't. Wow. Let, yeah. It, it, you would say longitude equals latitude equals and elevation equals. So you really couldn't do much with it. Yeah, that, that doesn't sound so exciting. 
Well, it's not because what you'd have to do what the whole point was <clears throat> is that you would go and you know purchase or borrow or rent or whatever the topo maps for this uh, area that you're going to, and you would get the latitude and longitude, and you'd look it up on the map to see where you are. Now, obviously, uh, that will not work anymore because people are lazy and don't know how to do things like read maps. Well, not to mention it means you have to carry a GPS and a map. Yeah, and things with maps are, you know, if it if it's raining out or whatever, you have to, uh, you know, your map can get damaged. You know, you have to, so you have to kind of keep it protected. And every time you want to check your map, you have to stop, get the map out. Or even if you carry it in your pocket, you have to stop, you know, take the map out, unfold it, blah, blah, blah. And it's just a total pain, you know, and they have like plasticized maps, but still. And if it's the Blair Witch Project, then like that, the fat guy's going to kick it into the river. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty much going to be like, well, I couldn't find out where we were on the map. So I threw it away. (laughs) (laughs) So what's, what's changed here? Well, GPS units, as most people are familiar with, uh, are now, first of all, they're much like sleeker and slimmer, but also they are much more functional in terms of uh, the way that these, the way that they work with maps and so forth. So you can get a GPS where, for instance, Garmin makes a ton of these, and that's really kind of the what my experience is with, where you can actually get software and load your maps onto the GPS so you can actually see, you know, an overlay of where you are versus, you know, your the the terrain. You can do things like um and I don't know the sites that these are on, but a lot of times you can get actual GPS coordinates for hiking trails and load them into your into your GPS unit. So you will actually see the trail that you're going to take. Uh and you also can do things where you have your GPS will kind of constantly take readings. And then when you get home, you can take those readings and load them onto your whatever software you're using and see a map of where you've been. Can you get it to be like, hey, three logs from now, turn left. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, it's not far from it, I'm sure. Well, an interesting, something I think about is, uh, you know, the iPhone having GPS and having, uh, you know, access to Google Maps. So imagine if you have your GPS, you uh, zoom in real good and put it on satellite mode. And if wherever you are has pretty good maps and, like, cell reception, you'd be able to actually see pretty, cl- you know, a pretty good representation of where you're at. But one of the dangers of having such an awesome GPS is the the overuse of it. I have one friend who he and I go hiking every now and then, and he brings his GPS and programs where we're going. It's fun, and this is what the trip sounds like. It's only two point seven eight miles left to the, to the top of the mountain. It's only two point seven seven miles to the top of the mountain. It feels like we've been hiking forever. Oh look, it's two point seven three miles to the top of the mountain, and just repeat that on and on and on. Wow, that doesn't sound very fun. Well, it, but, it's but but GPS is way advanced from where it used to be, and it's it's affordable now, right? I mean, you're looking at a hundred to two hundred dollars for a halfway decent unit for hiking. Exactly. Now, some people will say that oh, the GPSs, uh, you know, standalone GPS are going the way of the dinosaur, and I would say for kind of the average user, they may be because most smartphones have them incorporated now. However, for something like this, where you don't 
necessarily have, uh, you know, where, where a phone GPS may not be sufficient, where you need like advanced functionality, something like this would be better. So I think GPS are good. So that's kind of an interesting technology. Now, an, a new, another piece of technology that you use, which is it's kind of cool, is uh, when you're hiking, you have to filter your own water. You don't mean you have to like pee into a still, do you? Uh, you could, but that would be too heavy. So what it, what it used to be is that they had basically two types of things you could use. Uh, the uh, paper – I'm not – it's not actually paper, but like the paper type filter pumps and the ceramic filters where basically you suck water out of a stream or something with, through a hose, pump it through, and it will just kind of squeeze the water through a filter. Okay. <clears throat> and so that and that's fine. Okay, whatever. But now what they have is something that they did not have when I started, which is so cool. Uh, two main technologies that are kind of new are the the UV water purifiers and the uh, this thing called the MSR Myox purifier, which is like a an oxidizing agent. Oh wow! Yes. So what these are uh, the UV purifier is something where you it uses I think it's UVC light to you put it you basically stick it in the water and it will irradiate your water and kill off all the uh, all the microbes and the the main one that you want to get rid of there's like a, a myriad of them but is this one called Giardia which is uh, it's actually a protozoan spore I believe and when it hatches it causes severe dysentery so and it's yummy yeah it's it's definitely a hiker's worst enemy so this will kill giardia and anything else like that now they this is not a new technology but the time that you could the time and effectivity of it has increased so much and the cost has gone down to something like under a hundred dollars from one of these units now this other thing called myox uh which is uh is basically something where you take salt you put it uses salt, just table salt. You put it into the chamber with some water, and it runs an electric current through it, which uh, oxidizes the uh, or it excuse me ionizes the the mixture. And you to this strong oxidizing solution. You put that in your water, and it's basically like putting you know very strong bleach into your into your uh, water, which will kill off all the. So does the water come out salty or? No, it, it's a very small amount. It's just extremely – it's just this very high concentration. And it's just it, – it basically, you can't taste it. And the only thing that these things don't do is filter out sediment and stuff. But, you know. A coffee filter will do that. Uh, yes. but And that's the thing, you know. And if you're getting it out of a, a muddy pond, then you've got other problems. It, it, brooks generally – you know, if you're just in anywhere normally, brooks aren't going to be a problem. Uh, they'll be pretty clear. So the next one is uh, satellite phones. Yeah, which, those are those are. I mean, they're still expensive, but they're not out of reach anymore, and they they work anywhere, even if you don't have cell towers or any of that. Those are in high use in things like uh, like Himalayan expeditions. Except for an interesting little note is that there is actually cell service on the top of Mount Everest because it's line of sight with some uh, Chinese cell phone tower. So that's they're, funny. Yeah, so people go to the top of of uh, Mount Everest and like make cell phone calls, and they have like good reception. Wow, I I can see it now. You're at base camp, and you're like, hold on, I have to climb twenty thousand feet without oxygen to make a phone call. 
Exactly. But satellite phones, and they're used all over the place, not only for things like hiking, but uh, when you get people doing these excursions across the ocean, you know, they're rowing across the ocean or whatever, the satellite phones are are invaluable. So it's it's good for like these real like deep expeditions. So the first time I ever heard of someone with a satellite phone, it was someone sailing. Yeah, exactly. And that's a huge use of them is boating. Because so this this person called home. You'll love this, uh, and so of course you know his his wife is like, oh my god, there's an emergency on the boat, and he was calling home because he's like, we need recipes for vodka drinks because we ran out of rum. <laughs> well, that's important. That is an emergency on the boat. <laughs> Help. So uh, so what else is new? Well headlamps or flashlights it used to be you just take your mag light or whatever and go but incandescent is out and led is in and this is not these this is not as new but the price is pretty much negligible on these things now uh led headlamps it used to be you know a regular uh, incandescent headlamp would take you know two or three double or triple a batteries and you'd get you know a good 10 hours of use out of them 10 12 hours but with led headlights or headlamps they're going to be as bright if not brighter and you can and if you use it on low mode you can get you know up to 100 hours on one set of batteries oh wow yeah it, it, it's it's amazing i i've actually hiked in you know at night before using a headlamp and it, it's amazing how well it works you know the you just put it on high and you'll still get, you know, 60 hours of light on it. So you can just hike as long as you want. And, uh, the, as, as long as you want to hike 60 hours or less. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, well, presumably of that 60 hours, some of it would be during the day. So you wouldn't have it on that whole time. So, so you get a couple days out of it. And if you're not so much an outdoors type, right, they're great for like working under a car or. Yes. I, I use mine for working on my computer. Uh, I also use it for uh, uh, when I read in bed because I don't have a bed lamp, so I just use my headlamp for for that. So it's you're cool. such a dork. <laughs> no, well, I, I should just get a like a night, not, you know, a light next to my bed, but I don't. So another one is this is the this is the holy grail of the tech tech geek uh, outdoorsman. It is portable solar panels. Uh, th- wow. This, this has been around for a while, and but it's definitely the price is coming down. It's still high, but it's basically such that you can take your solar panels, you know, pin it to the outside of your backpack, and charge batteries while you're walking. This is one the one I found at Radiolabs.com actually is a 15 watt solar panel, which is pretty darn good if you think about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really good. Now, if you're in the woods, you won't get as much energy and so forth. But, you know, first, if you, like, for instance, want to take your iPod with you and you, uh, you know, you're going out for five or six days, you know, your iPod's probably going to run out of juice by then. But if you have this charger, you never know. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not going to run a device on the solar panels, but if you just charge it during the day, this can really keep running for a while. Exactly. And it's it's a great solution. Um, And it's renewable. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. very green of you, Pat. <laughs> uh, I, so another one is, this is a little different, media players. Now, when I first started, I remember getting my uh, my one gigabyte 
uh, iRiver uh, MP3 player, and I thought it was so ex- exciting. You know, I could put like you know, two hundred songs and uh, and you know a couple of audiobooks, and I'm I'm like I'm styling here. But media players now, you know, and so it was like you got to listen to music and some audiobooks and whatever you had on MP3. But things have just advanced so much that even you know iPods aside. Many media players are up in the you know eight, ten, twelve, you know sixteen, thirty-two gigabytes, and they have video players in them and so forth. So you could conceivably, and I've known people to do this, take a couple of episodes of your favorite TV show, uh, some movies, and you know when you kind of get to camp, you can watch a movie or something. And and the, and these are solid state devices too, so there's not you know, the moving parts issue that you had previously. Exactly. And that may sound like stupid, you know, to say, oh, well, why would you want to watch a, you know, a movie or whatever when you're out camping? And let me tell you from experience, if you're backpacking alone, so you get to camp and you're like all alone out in the woods and it's like eight o'clock and getting dark or whatever, you pretty much have nothing to do except for, you know, go to sleep or read. And so it's like, well, you know, it's an alternative. So... Uh, another thing that has definitely gotten better is camera technology. When I first started, I had my digital camera from 1999, which was this big, heavy behemoth. Right, it was and like the size of a shoebox. Literally, well, not literally, but a very a Barbie shoebox, maybe. But it, it was big, and uh, you know, it was very poor quality pictures. It was like one kilopixel. <laughs> one pixel. It's like, oh, look, this is a green square. But the thing is, is that a lot of times people who are out in the outdoors want to take nice pictures and remember their trips because there's a lot of beauty out there. And being able to take good pictures without having to carry a lot of equipment is a real concern for people. So that's why uh, the advances in digital cameras has really uh, helped to – uh, make these trips a lot more uh, memorable, we'll say. Cool. So, well, take pictures for me next time you go hiking. I will. And then Facebook and uh, Flickr and all that stuff allows you to share them. But Yeah, depend- depending how connected you are, right? If you have something like an iPhone, you can easily be like almost live broadcasting your trip. Exactly. If you've got cell service. Yeah, and, and, that, and that would really just depend on where you are. If you're kind of somewhere remote, then you probably won't be able to. But if you're doing something like hiking the Appalachian Trail, you know, just for instance, and where you go, you might go four or five days between towns. When you get to a town, you're in cell range. Now, rather than having to find an internet cafe to check your email or write a blog entry, you could use something like an iPhone or any other smartphone that you've recharged using your portable solar cells and keep people up to date uh, right away. And and that's actually another interesting kind of thought is that one of the things that I had thought about were a few years ago, I was planning on hiking, hiking the Appalachian Trail. And of course, like life got in the way. But one of my thoughts was like, well, I'll go through and, uh, you know, every town I'll figure out some way to have a website that I can update so that people can read about my progress. Blogging technology has ballooned since then, and now to get some sort of log like that is trivial. I'm, like literally five minutes, you can have a blog for your trip, and you can go to, you know, you could go to an internet cafe or use your iPhone or whatever and write about your trip for people to follow you 
whenever, and it's you're you're not disconnected, which is really kind of exciting. I'm going out and registering Craig is stinky and hasn't showered in a week. dot com. Wow, that's a really exciting website. <laughs> so, uh, the last thing that I think I, that I could think of, which I just think is more of kind of a, a funny, it's not really funny, it's like lifesaver, remember? But is portable defibrillators? They used, you know, defibrillators used to be those things that you know oh, they have in the back of ambulances and you know in the you know the gym office of the school or whatever. But now, like for if you have you say you're going hiking with some people or backpacking and say you're one of those people who has like a mild heart condition you know like a heart murmur or something and you just can't stay away from the outdoors you can take a defibrillator with you and quite possibly have your life saved by a portable piece of equipment like this wow that sounds just awesome they're very expensive and whatever but they're it's doable, you know. It's yeah. So it opens up the outdoors to people who really couldn't have done it before safely. Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't now. They don't have like, uh, uh, you know, dialysis, you know, portable dialysis machines yet. Probably that would really help. But you know, for- right. So I am going to point out this is less valuable if you're hiking alone. <laughs> yes, that, that's why I said if you're going with people, you know, that's if if you if you don't if you didn't see the logic in that, then you probably. Shouldn't be revived. So, <laughs> so well, this is great. So you almost have me wanting to go outside. Wow. Yeah, well, this no, is. I'm, I'm lying. Yeah, I'm pretty sure of that. <laughs> but so you know, there's there's a lot of cool stuff you can do, and uh, you know, I I highly urge you if you're willing or if you're interested in kind of doing some outdoorsy stuff. Get some uh, get some new new gear. You know, it's not only about the sleeping bags and tents. There's a lot of cool toys. So, well, that's great. So uh, let's reach into our mailbag. I suppose we don't actually have a mailbag. We have an email box, and we don't reach into it. We pull it with a packet. Yes. So this is wow. So let's pull with a packet our internet mailbox. We got some very interesting mail today. We did. It was very exciting. So I'd love to thank whoever nicely signed us up for the Marine Corps Association uh, mailing list. Um, please don't do that again, or <laughs> I'll find out who you are, and I'll sign you up for something. Unless you're a true. member of Tweak and Geek, and you signed yourself up for the Marine Corps Association. That's possible. Yes. Well, it, I, I, you know, if if you hadn't unsubscribed us to that, I was pretty much ready to go because of the uh, promise of extra dollars on my uh, college tuition and the lovely stay at Camp Pendleton. Hey, you do get a discount from Dell or Apple. <laughs> that, so, what would uh, you want? <laughs> so this is this is pretty funny. I mean, it it looked like spam, but it wasn't. It was real. It was legit. It's just that we didn't actually sign us up for it. That's right. So there you go. But thanks for looking out for us, listener, whoever <laughs> you were. That's right. So before we kind of finish up, Pat, uh, at this, like, uncharacteristically prompt episode, uh, any shout-outs you'd like to make? I'm going to shout-out to the Marine Corps Association. You guys are awesome. Excellent. But don't email us anymore. Please call you unsubscribe. <laughs> That's right. 
Uh, I'd like to shout out to our our newest listener, Brandon. Uh, he's a guy I went to high school with, and uh, he's had some very, very good and verbose comments for our blog. So thank you, Brandon, and keep listening, and we're glad to have you aboard. But we're not doing any of your stupid ideas on our listener show. Please note that that applies to all of our listeners. <laughs> so um, we are we are going to do a listener-driven show. Yes. And uh, so the deadline for submissions for that is February 6th, which is coming right up. I say that like from this in the past, but I think when this episode hits the airwaves, so to speak, uh-huh. uh, it will be almost February 6th. That's sixth. right. That's a hard word to say. Don't say the word sixth on on a podcast. It probably sounds like, you know, Lord Voldemort is eating my microphone right now. It it really does. So, which may actually be what's happening. <laughs> but if you have an idea for this episode, we're going to drive this episode entirely on suggestions from our listeners. That's right. Uh, so, email us at tg@tweakinggeek.com. At Note I said email us and not sign us up to receive junk email. Um, or you can call us at 678-999-6321. Did I get All the right, right? You got it right. Yes. Ooh, that was from memory. This is incredible. And you can visit our website at www.tweakinggeek.com slash podcast. And of course, you're definitely going to want to uh, visit our Facebook group. Or our Twitter. Or our Twitter. Those are both called Tweaking Geek. So if you don't know how to find them, it doesn't matter. That's right. Maybe, Pat, we need to sign up for a BrightKite account for Tweaking Geek. There must be some social services we haven't checked out yet. I don't think we're on Ning. I'm pretty sure we're not in Ning, because I haven't heard of Ning. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. See you later. Star White. Star White. <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, we do understand that with this current economic situation, it's tough to find money to spend on association membership. But membership in the Marine Corps Association is one of the best investments you can make in the lives of young Marines while helping you keep in touch with the Corps. Uh, you know what? I was going to make fun of this, but you know, it seems like a pretty sincere organization. So, Yeah, I, I can't really say anything bad about it. Oh, wait, but down the email a little bit, it says, for every dollar that you donate to the Marine Corps Association, an anonymous donor will match dollar for dollar in orphan disposal fees. Awesome. So there we go.